locked in with the locked in podcast. Flash it on me. Podcast this week. It's baby C Mac. What's up, what's good? Welcome to the Locked In Podcast. Today we have a special guest, my friend actually, Josh P. Hey everybody, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing today, my boy? Oh man, I'm up? great, bro. Yeah, how you doing? I'm good, man. I didn't know you were gonna you're gonna hop on today. I thought you were just like come to kick it with the homies and shit. And then you're like, bro. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even think much about it. It just felt natural to sit down, man. Right. Yeah, it does. Have a conversation. So Weird. you know, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. If you wanna kinda like introduce yourself and like what you do and where you come from and Yeah, my name is Josh. Uh, I just moved into Phoenix area from New York. I'm an art director, graphic designer, just been making shit happen for like the last few years on that tip. Working in fashion, music industry, art industry, whatever, whatever's come my way, to be honest. Not sick. You know what I mean? So now just doing that out here and happy to like link with you guys. Hopefully we can make some stuff happen. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, How's that transition been for you going from like New York to a place like here? It's strange. Yeah. It's definitely strange. I made that same transition. Yeah. yeah. I went from LA to New York, lived out there for a minute, and then I came here. How, did you, how, did you, like, how does it feel for you? I mean, I grew up out here when I was younger, so mm-hmm. it was a pretty easy, quick trip. Like, you know, I had friends out here. I had yeah. family out here. I had everything kind of, you know, set up. Like, yeah. I had some family out here. I think that's what's made the transition easier. Right. Because I think growing up, like, I moved around a whole lot. Exactly. But I think it's so different moving in your 30s because, like, you know, you always had, like, school. You had some kind of thing yeah. to, like, just be around, like, skateboarding. Fall back on, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But definitely, like, with the whole COVID thing, everything, yeah. It's definitely been a footing, yeah. It's like, whoa, it's, it's definitely disorienting. But right. to be honest, Phoenix is it's really sick. It's actually, hope- yeah, a lot of people sleep on Phoenix, bro. It's, like, it's oh, actually... No, I- in, it's, like it's I, Yeah, to, to really, like, put it in a perspective, you know, like, moving around a lot. It's like the fifth fastest growing city in the U.S. Or no, sorry. It's the first yeah, fastest growing city in the U.S. Oh, absolutely, bro. It's the fifth biggest city in the U.S. in terms of population. So it's like it's getting up there, you know, and like everybody always kind of like, you know, they always act like, you know, ideally, like, you know, they act like the Phoenix is kind of like ain't on some shit. bullshit. A lot of ain't shit. You know, but it's like, bro, the, try and name like the biggest cities in the U.S. Bro, you got New York, L.A., Miami, and then like, what are you left with? You know, maybe right. Chicago, maybe you know. But we're experiencing a shift right now, bro. That's what I'm saying. Big, big I, I think the big cities they're going to shit, bro. They're they're it's, I mean, just on a mental health tip, like it's I just don't know how you can do it. as a creative. Most as right. speaking from that kind of perspective, like I'm just not sure. Like of course, there's a ton of people there, and there's huge communities for that stuff there, but. The opportunities are becoming more and more limited, you know, in terms of visibility. It's like, realistically, you got the Internet, so right. you can kind of trap your shit out from yeah, anywhere. Wherever you want. And yeah, I'm starting right. to realize, like, you know, if I got hip to this thinking like, all right, it's time to start maybe branch out a bit. I know other people are thinking the same thing, too. Yeah. And I'm speaking like specifically creatives. Yeah. I know in other worlds, like people move here for work all the time. But I mean, for me, L.A., LA was a mental health drain for me just because it's like the people 
and I don't want to say that about all like people in Los Angeles, like the locals who who was born and raised in LA is some of the coolest people you ever meet in your whole no, life. It's the entertainment industry. But like you know, you have like a massive amount of people who's moving there from Kansas City and wherever the fuck, Middle America, like you know, yeah, everybody's every day. trying to get there. Everybody's on the same mission. You yeah, those and they, kind of exactly. People. And that mission is like you know, to fucking knock whoever down off the ladder to like climb up, right. type shit. So actually. You know, um, I kind of wanted to take it like to the beginning with you, Josh, mm. because I'm genuinely interested in as well. But just I kind of want to talk about how like your come up and how you're able to work for yourself and how like your creative journey and maybe just start off with like what even inspired you to be like, damn, like this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to do for Fuck. the rest of my life, you know. Especially with that last bit, that's ever evolving. Like I even think this weekend I'm going to go... I started, I'm going to start interning with like some architecture firm and just like, oh yeah, figure out a whole new venture. But yeah, man, I mean, I've been, my, my grandfather was a painter. So it's, or my actually was a step grandfather. I just found out mm. was even my actual grandfather, but he was a painter. So I've just been around like art my entire life. And you lived in the same house as him? No, no. He lived in the Caribbean. He lived in Trinidad. So okay. people are from Trinidad and I was born in DC, but moved to like, New Jersey for a couple of years, then New York for a good chunk of like my childhood. And when I was there, man, yeah, just I was always, I just always was drawing or making some shit. You know what I mean? Middle school, always like drawing, you know, skateboarding logos or what? Yeah, just drawing right. all the time. And then especially in high school, I got really into painting, man. I'm super into painting. Um, I left left home, you know. Ended up living in Richmond, Virginia, and just got really into like the music scene there, you know, especially and connecting a lot with like people on the internet through MySpace days. Like, was that were you heavy on that at the time? I wasn't. I was heavy in the sense of like I was spending a lot of time curating my page and whatnot. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like learning fly. like IMG dot SRC or some shit to like, you know. I don't know. Were you either of you ever on MySpace? I was on yeah. MySpace Hell big. Yeah. yeah, I used to like stay customizing my pages. Hell I'm yeah, looking dude. up like how to copy and paste little like SpongeBob's. Like, Tyler shit. the Creator. So for me, I found oh like, true. Yeah, I found yeah. Casey Veggies. I found Anwar Carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that led me to Tyler the Creator. Yeah, he was actually he, bro back in the day. Tyler the Creator was signed to uh, something called Grind Time. Mm-hmm. This was back in like, he was probably 16 years old, but um, Grind Time Tommy, Thomas Wardlow, he's, he's a pro skater. He skated for Diamond Supply Company. Oh, he, yeah, he worked yeah. at Diamond Supply Co. Now he's like the head nigga at like undefeated out here, but his history is just like, you know, baffling. Like, you know, he's super, you know, a legend in like that scene so definitely you man. know myspace was really that shit for a lot nah, of things MySpace and, the shit, yeah. dude. i mean in a way i feel like the community i feel like i'm coming from too is like my 18 year olds selves myspace friends it's like now they're just internationally like in this position or Bro, doing this crazy. or doing that mm-hmm. or doing that or doing that yeah the niggas i grew up around is like it's the same shit right yeah it's so cool but yeah man I, over the so you kind of came up like you were born in uh, D.C.? Yeah, born in D.C., Moved lived in, in New York, to Jersey, New went York. to Jersey, then New York. Then well, my, my parents divorced and, and my mom, you know, my dad went back to the Caribbean and my mom got a job in Virginia, so I moved there. 
And I think that's when I started to go even harder with like. Was she encouraging during this time? No, not no? at all. Absolutely not. She's she was a total Caribbean mother. What, what was she more on like? Oh, doctor, like, lawyer. You okay. know what I mean? Just to steady, do, stable. Yeah, stay exactly like steady, stable stuff. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I don't think she wasn't very um, supportive until like. <laughs> she made oh, it recent happen. until I made it happen. Yeah, like literally until recently, okay. like with like more recent kind of jobs i mean the past few years but now she's super supportive you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's like you know right, right, gotta right. facts prove, showing proof <laughs> yeah prove african mom. parents is like but my that. father was too, always yeah. super supportive my father's always been super supportive of, of the yard it's like and i know my work like my work style it's like oh man you know i just go fucking i go hard man mm. but yeah man you know just touring a little bit i i originally worked with this guy named uh Little Ugly Man, who was a rapper, that kind of introduced me to like the rap world a little bit. We were living together. I was kind of in and out of, you know, homelessness or sleeping on couches or breaking up with this girl or whatever. What was the goal at this time? Uh, survive. <laughs> survive. <laughs> like I think honestly, man, I don't. I think I was in survival mode for like the last like 15 years of my life mm. until kind of like, yeah, more recently to be honest. Okay. But the, there, yeah, there was no, there was no real intention. I know. I guess I should take that back, man. I think the intention is just always actually to just like make it. I like, I just know I want to make art and find a way to do this successfully. And it was, I guess, the the last you know, twenty years of my life have just been spent like figuring out how to make that happen. Right. So you go through different like venue like ventures. So you try like graphic designing. Then maybe I'm gonna just really go hard with painting or like. Maybe you're just trying everything and you're seeing what sticks. To the I wall. think it just whatever was like whatever whatever hat I woke up with that morning, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's just in general, like, and not to quote Virgil, but it's like I feel like I'm a maker too, you know. In that sense of like, all right, you know, it's just yeah, it's this needs to happen. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll make that happen. It's a feeling, kind yeah, of yeah. Because like, even like on a design tip, like I didn't even start designing until like 2018. So mm. this is a more recent thing for me too, but I've had a. I think it's the thing that's brought me the most success. Right. But you for know. those who don't know, like, could you? Are you comfortable with saying like some of the people you design for? Like, I can say some. I just there's some I can't say if it's gonna be public. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I work with you know like Playboy Cardi, Don Tolliver, ASAP Rocky, uh, Virgil Abloh, Louis Vuitton. Uh, Cause that's like kids' dreams. Like oh, yeah. for a lot of those people you name, that's like somebody who would be watching this. That's like, how can I make it? You know, they're right. they're sitting there at their crib, like what the fuck? They don't know. They're trying like graphic design and all this different sorts of type of stuff. So yeah. I like to like <laughs> try to speak to those kids. And and man, I still feel like I'm one of those kids too. Like it's there. It's like such a blessing to have gotten to that place. But it's you know. I feel like I'm still trapping like everyone else, man. Right. Like, have you have you got like after getting in those big jobs and stuff like that? Like, did you ever get a chance to like feel like the success? Like, did you ever like okay, like all right, this is what it feels like to make it, or is it like, you know, man? I think that's something I'm still trying to figure out because it's it's success has so many different avenues it's like it just depends on what what your idea of success is and i think that's something i've struggled with is understanding what success is i think even as a creative bro like your job is never done you feel me like you feel success for like a millisecond literally you're like (laughs) 
I gotta make more shit. I gotta, right. you know, on to the next shit. You know, like, because if you stay kind of in that moment of like, oh, like, you know, soaking in the success, it's like, you know, it's gonna be here and gone tomorrow. You know, tomorrow, right. like, you gotta work on, you gotta keep it going, like, bro. Like, I always say the hardest, like, the easiest part is getting on. And, like, the hardest part is just maintaining that, you know, and, like, staying relevant and, you know, continuing that, you know, so. Right. Yeah, that's true. I've I've heard a lot of people say that. I mean, to be quite honest, though, like, that is, I mean, if we look at all, like, the, the wealthiest people or anybody that we all look up to, like, individually, I feel like it is always going to be that constant, like, what's the next thing or, like, right. that constant state of um, just trying to get it, like, hustling, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? I think well, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to lose that everyone. hustling mentality, to be honest, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's a huge part of me that, like, I guess that's what I was going to get to is success has come with, like, actually, like, being able to work on my, myself. Because in a way, all of, all of that was giving my time or my energy to other things or other people in the trade of, like, money. Right. And so money has helped me. Like, money has given me the time. Gave me freedom. Yeah, in a way, exactly. And with, but I've just, you know, the success comes from like what I've chosen to do with that freedom, which is like Work moving to Phoenix, fucking hiking, like, <laughs> like exercising, just doing, you know, doing a lot of like self work, man. And that, you know, I've seen my stuff like going down runways. I've seen it on billboards. I've seen it in a lot of cool places. And kind of like what you're saying, it's like, bro, I almost felt nothing. It's just like, wow, that's cool. Next, like, just keep it moving. Next, yeah. yeah, keep right. it moving. Yeah. But now it's, I think when you're able to like find that balance of life, not just being work, but work adding, to, you know, or no, sorry, I'm kind of fucking up that phrase, but like you're, fine. you're working, you're working to live versus living to work. And right. I feel like I was consistently in a cycle of like just living to work regardless, regardless of the situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. So, like, caught up in that same cycle. Yeah, that's why you're kind of, like, feeling like you're trying to lose that whole, like, for hustle sure. bus, you know? But like, I also know I can get to the... I have, I can I can. That's in your repertoire or, now. Well, for sure. But, but, yeah, and it's because of, like, that work that went in to get into those positions. Right. But, I like, I would be, you know, I almost feel like someone else would have to speak for me on, like, as to how that happened because it just naturally happened. I don't know how it happened. It's just, you know, over the last 15, 16 years of just being around, you know what I mean? Everyone, at least in New York, everyone just known me as I was just always working, constantly working, whether, you know, I was cooking in this restaurant and then end up like, you know, catering for friends who they happen to be DJs who know this person and then know this person, know this person, know this person. So it was always like, kind of just based on network yeah. and through that network it just kind of grew because i guess i'm very talented <laughs> you know what well, i feel mean? like you're talented and it sounds like consistency and For being sure. in like the right rooms you know like sometimes yeah i think that so. is like a dose of luck but but you know as a designer it's like maybe maybe it is a bit about being the right rooms but i mean instagram played a huge part in in that kind of like showcasing of artwork and i and i could say did it play a big part for you I think so. I think I mean a lot of a lot of the stuff in my early days was comes from um, a record label I was a part of, and but it was always about community, and we were building a community kind of through the internet, specifically with like black folks, right? 
So I guess I should also mention that. It's like I specifically and almost consistently have just worked with black people. And over the last, I guess, five years, you know, kind of pre-Trump going into the Trump eras into what we're in now, it's like we've seen the rise of like Black Lives Matter or just black folks having, you know, more visibility in these types of spaces, whether it be like luxury fashion or whatever. And obviously this is a thing that's continuing to evolve, right? Right. But I, I feel like at least on a com community level and in New York City or, you know, some time I've spent in London or, you know, even in L.A., it's like I, I was part of that early stages of, of that growing. Mm -hmm. And now those people have now gone up to work with, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? Whether that's branding or strategy, creative direction, art direction, stylist, you know. But they hold these is. big positions, basically. I mean, not even big, just uh, like, like, they're just in it and right. they're doing it. So, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be big, big, but sure, on Instagram, it probably looks big. They probably got a lot of followers now and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly what it is. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's on Instagram, it looks big. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's 100%. Yeah. What it is. Um, no, nah, yeah, I appreciate you uh, just like giving out your story. and. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I appreciate that. Asking, today. I don't really talk about it that much. Just try to stay in the moment with it. You know what I mean? On the go. But it's cool to like reflect on it because it's like, yeah, I kind of think about it like it's been a crazy couple of years. <laughs> do, you, do you have a big support team? Because like, like uh, who do you celebrate to? Like, you know what I'm saying? When you, you do something great, like, do you have like people? That I like got the family. You know what I mean? I definitely have uh, um, colleagues and then I have my friends for sure. So what's cool, what's cool is that at least here in, in Arizona, like I got the family and I'm just happy that I, I know I have my friends in other cities. So if I want to go, you know, Chicago, I want to go here or go here, but like always got the homies to kick it with there. Um, but I mean, I'm going to be real with you. Like the celebration has just kind of been like through FaceTime and shit lately. Mm. So, but it, it, it definitely, it's, it's fine for now. You know what I mean? But I'm hoping to also cultivate that kind of like consistency here. Cause you know, like I said, I think Phoenix is a really interesting place. It's definitely like a, I wouldn't say small. It's definitely not small. Maybe it is small. You I mean, you would know better than me. But I feel like it's, it's getting bigger and bigger every yeah, fucking bro. day. But know. it's humble, and I feel like it's 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 hungry, too. You know what I mean? I think it's very hungry, yeah. For sure. So I'm hoping... Just to build something out of Yeah, out of exactly. Your situation right now, basically. Mm -hmm, for sure. I'm excited for that, honestly. No, I appreciate that, man. Um, shit, let's hop into some topics. Move this shit. So I'm gonna be honest. I feel like the topics were kind of mid today, but <laughs> uh, I think the biggest topic that's happened in the last week is Art Basel. Art Basel. Yes. You know? Let's talk about it. I know. I think honestly, I think that trumps everything else that you know has been going on in the last week and a half. So like, it starts basically. You had you know Virgil was here. Has anybody been to an Art Basel? No. No, I haven't either. I have on the back end of it, though. I've just, like, uh, installed, like, for booths. I used to work in, in oh, like, like, the gallery set shit section. <laughs> but I never, I never went as a, as a person. You know what I mean? Okay. There's a very, very thin line between who the fuck be going to Art Basel. And, like, you know, I've seen this couple, like, you know, um, art 
buyer accounts and shit like that, you know, yeah. who like kind of be making funny ass videos about it. You have like your art thoughts who be going out there. You got like the art fuck boys who be going out there's a, there. There's a lot of like, on like they daddy kinda. and like the only niggas who really should be going out there is nigga is people who's actually artists who got like shit lined up in Art Basel or people who's like going there on Larry Gagosian's private jet and like going there to really buy art and shit. You know, like the rest of that crowd is really just like just there there to yeah see and be seen. Like. You know what? But and that's it, good though. That's a good thing. Right, because of what they're appreciating. It, it's like it's Coachella like, now. Well, think about it like this. It used it's to like, be a very serious art market for buying and selling your art. And now it's kind of like, you know. I, I think it's still serious. But it's like, think about yeah. it like this. It's like Studio 54, right? You got all, you, you have, the, you have the, the, the regular just, you know, common folk partying with fucking like. And then you had the niggas who were stuck at the door who couldn't get in. After, that's in what I'm saying. Like so it's like, you, you know, that, that's <laughs> the whole economy right there. That, yeah. That's like, that's right. fucking capitalism right. at work. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you gotta have the people that feel like shit. You gotta have the people that feel good, and you gotta yeah. have people that are just happy to be there. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest though, cause like that, that like that is kind of true. Like, cause I was thinking beforehand, I was like, me and Marco were kind of debating about like going to Art Basel and like just doing something. And um, after like we were texting today, you're like, yeah, we should talk about Art Basel. Yeah. I'm looking shit up, and uh, I see an article with a. Uh, just gives a list of like all like the sick parties that went on like yeah. Chanel, Gucci, no, some of the and shit. gnarliest parties you ever fucking right. imagined. I'm seeing the installments. I'm seeing it, it's fire as fuck. But I'm yeah. thinking that like, bro, how the fuck am I finna get in there? No, no, you're you like to ticket. be honest. You can buy a ticket. I can buy a ticket buy, to go to yeah. Chanel show. Oh, like no, no. Like, parties, not the Chanel no, show. No, the Chanel. Yeah. Okay, I thought you like to go to the actual like, guest art. list and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about the after. Yeah, to go to like the exhibits and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It's easy if you want to just go look at the art. I know that. Yes. Like easy as hell. But the fun yeah. shit to me is like yeah, the parties, like, yeah. the yeah, hunt, and some of the craziest parties of the year be, go down at Art Basel, you know. And yeah, you're. I mean, you're well, you bumping, gotta go down and just you're bumping elbows with Leo and you know fucking Jeff Bezos and shit. Like you know, <laughs> you're like you're not like no, you're not getting in. <laughs> you get me? Like I'm not getting in. You know, like you it's could. just. I, you could. It's unless you, gotta you swag know it out, something. Right? Yeah. Like you got, I mean, you, I think it's, like little, it's, like, you think about it. Like that whole it. market is it's a mingle market. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Your swindling skills has to be like it's Miami too, though, bro. Like that's parties of the year going on. <laughs> yeah, it is Swindle City, but like some of the most exclusive parties of the year go down at Art Basel. Oh, absolutely. So it's like you know they're very, very, very fucking tight knit, like kept close. So like you know niggas is just not. You know, and you know, I didn't know it was um, the last one was 2019. Obviously, it makes sense, but I yeah. could I thought that it just happened to be one. Like, I feel like it's been a long time. Not just a year, COVID. just one year break. Just one year break. Yeah. Well, COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I don't know. They were, they were describing it like people were like, they were ready to have fun. Facts. Like, people were oh, yeah. Yeah. like it was like kind of like yeah. OD lit. But you're yeah. right. It started off with the, the Virgil was here collection. Yeah. And shit, what you know, did you, what'd you think about that collection? Uh, it was just a great homage to Virgil, I think, you know. Um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people was there as a result, you know, to, to pay homage to, you know, to Virgil. Um, a lot of people was there for that show, you know. Was yeah, like, Cuddy yeah, did that tribute. Um, he did, what was it, Moon? To uh, I think it was Moon. Yeah, he sang it, you know, in, in reverence to, to Virgil. Um, you had... You know, Kim, Kanye, their daughter North there, like, 
um, front row. You had you had a lot of people just coming out like you know the Louis Vuitton like Louis Vuitton doing a show at Art Basel is like the most Virgil shit ever. And actually, he had plans to be there. You know, rest in peace. But um, I can't believe they made that statue so quick. Like, I mean, I know the resources are crazy, and that yeah. kind of takes away from the yeah. subject a little bit. But I remember just seeing like. The big ass Virgil statue. Right. Like, Damn, bro, that was like, yeah. One of that might have been planned before. I don't know. I don't right. know whether or not it was, but yeah. Um, nonetheless, it you know cemented it as kind of just you know like the ultimate tribute. Right. Um, no, I, I watched the show. I think uh, we talked a little bit about at your crib, but I liked it. I liked. Um, I mean, I even like the the clothes. I like the collection. Right. Some of the pieces I've already seen before. Yeah, it was well. They were reshowing the collection, but it was supposed to be it, the the show was intentional. Uh, originally supposed to just be a private show for buyers, I'm assuming. Oh, and they made it. Okay. I mean, I, I guess it's not technically public, but they obviously made it a larger thing. Right. Right. With the circumstance, yeah. you know what I mean. That was beautiful though, with the like uh, all the drones. Virgil yeah. was here at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. got to like flick up. Yeah. Then I seen like some sick shit on Instagram though. Like I like was scrolling. I was actually gonna send it to the chat, screenshot and everything, but it was like some dude and he's like got the champagne glass, and like whatever, just like some like dress shirt, and he got like the Virgil. Oh, shit I in seen the back. he tagged it. Yeah, I seen. I seen. I don't Did know I who that? the fuck sent it to me. Yeah, but I think it was you. Yeah, yeah. It was basically this guy like. He, he did he like sponsored, a sponsored ad. He sponsored his like picture. They paid for his picture to get, you know what I'm saying, no. on the feed. Oh, he pay, uh, he paid. He sponsored his, his the photo of him at the Virgil thing, uh, like just to get yeah, like that's important. That's obviously in poor taste, but you know you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna expect a lot of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit. Yeah. I know. I just thought that was funny at the time. Right. I was like, that's weird. Dude, that's sick. our Basel for you. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, do you know anything else like sick that happened at Art Basel, or like anything that like. Um, so yeah, I mean, coming off like the heels of the 2019 one, like the biggest thing was like the banana tape, duct tape to the <laughs> I was wall. To say, was there any bananas mm. this year? Yeah, it was no bananas. It was a little bit like more, you know, less conceptual, if you will. Um, and a little bit more like some of the highest, um, going pieces was actually like remarkable pieces of work, um, from notable artists. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, a, a lot of people did their thing. Um, I've seen, like, Jalil, Jalil um, Zynga. He um, he was out there. I know, um, who's that other dude that Marco's a fan of? Um, uh, Brent Giles. Brent yeah, Giles. Br- Brian Giles. Brian Giles. Um, he, he, did, he had, like, an exhibition there as well. Um, those are some of my personal favorites, of, you know, uh, of the people who have been showing. But, um but all the art, they had like all the all art was good, yeah. All the art was really good, and you know, um, you had Alec Monopoly obviously out there, you know, just kind of, you know, basically just fucking throwing whatever the fuck out and niggas like yeah, just bidding for it. Like, wait, did anyone do NFTs there though? Yeah, there was NFTs some NFTs. Literally changed the lands. They there was a bunch of articles on how NFTs changed the landscape landscape of how uh, art Basel. And really, how the art market is going to function from here oh, on out. Oh, I but, bet, man. Um, yeah, there was a fuck ton of NFTs that was being sold. That like, so surprising. many. Really? Like, yeah, record number of NFTs being sold. Dog. That's for, the, I, I still don't know enough of that world to even speak on, right, to be honest. Right, I mean, but I mean, but for somebody who's a fucking billionaire... You know, they they all they they go off of what they're hearing from from like you know mm-hmm. their art dealer for sure. You know, yeah. art dealer is like, yo, NFTs is a new way. They know how to sell shit. Right. They know how to sell shit better than any of us combined. Like, mm-hmm. You know, 
and uh you know they're all telling them nfts is the new shit nfts is the future nfts so they're like all right i'll take you know to like you know buy buy what whatever nft you think is gonna At be the hottest price, commodity. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah a lot of nfts did really good no that's sick um I just wish there was a banana moment, though, man. Right. What's a, what's a basil without a banana? I mean, yeah, that, con- <laughs> that, that art controversy. But, um, you know, it's still there. It's still there. But, um, <laughs> you know, that one was almost like a, it was famous because it was such a it was such a hat. No, know? for sure. I mean. But then, you, the, you but then the other side of the debate is like, it, was it a hat? Was that the same? But was the ba- was the banana the same year that that lady stabbed somebody? Stabbed I'm not, dude? I'm not positive. I'm not sure. Because that might have been the year that before. Like, someone got stabbed. Too? Yes. The, either the year before or the same year. I can't remember, honestly. Yeah. I feel COVID fucked my memory up. But yeah, this girl, like, she stabbed she stabbed somebody and people thought it was art. Oh, oh they're wilding. Okay. No, they literally thought it was art. It was like, no. Performance she, art, yeah. Yeah, no, she like, no, literally no, she stabbed murdered somebody. murdered somebody. Ain't That's some playing. Florida shit for you. <laughs> Florida woman. Florida yeah, yeah, that's some Florida ass yeah, shit yeah, for you. That is true, dude. <laughs> Florida man strikes again. Dude, yeah. I'm going next year. I'm doing something. Like You should go. Yeah, I'm either doing that. Go. I want to do like a Paris Fashion Week and just podcasts out there. I don't like. Right. Yeah. I'm not nah, getting that's in. the thing. That's the whole key is, you know, instead of going out there, like, you know, how a lot of people describe, like, you know, the rich fuckboy shit, you know, like going out there just to, you know, see what the nice fuck's going on. And all that. Yeah. Make it about, you know, your business or whatever it is. And, you know, like I would encourage this of anybody who's watching, you know, if you got something going on whether it's a brand or a podcast or whatever the fuck it is, go to these events and, like, try and make it worth your while, you know? Like, go out there ready to work, and, you know, you'd be surprised what you come away with. Have fun. Right. Have Josh, fun. have you been to a, a Paris Fashion Week yet? Nah, I don't really go to anything. No? I, yeah, no. I, I, I wish I could be like, oh, yeah, you know, I've done this and that. Nah. Yeah. I, uh, I just work, man. Yeah. Right. Honest, I, I have very little interest in going. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just because like the whole like like sedidiness of it or No, I, I mean I think it's 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 nice. I'm just I'm just not really a party person to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I DJ'd a lot, so that was always like my if I was gonna go out, like I'm DJing. Okay. So kind of gives like, you an excuse and like, Yeah, that's like fun. my excuse, like get a little money, you know what I mean? But like, it's it's for me it's all about the curation. And I think yeah, I just I got, I got social anxiety, so it's like I don't like being around a lot of people at once and i'm also quite empathetic so it's like you're just trying to you know you get around too many energies at once it's, it's, it's fucking like melting overload bro shit like that for sure it's, it's overload i love it you love yeah, it i, I mean but you're it, bro awesome. bear me at, at paris fashion week <laughs> hell yeah i mean that's sick <laughs> what are some of your favorite paris fashion week bro, moments or just at, like something that you witnessed bury me at layard sick like, so all right i'm gonna give you one so i remember uh we went to this one restaurant. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it's basically it's connected to this to the biggest club in Paris. It's called Le Arc. Who's we? Me, Amir, you oh. know, usual suspects. Um, so it's called Le Arc, and um, it's right by that big ass arc. Um, you know that big circle where it's got that big you know arc structure. You know what I'm talking about? It's I'm like- sure you've seen it. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it, but I mean, I see all types of art from Paris. That's art like, de Triumph or some shit like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay. um, it's it's like a b- big monument in Paris. Um, so, Le Arc is basically it's facing this big ass monument. It's like central Paris. They got a restaurant attached to it. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but we went to that restaurant. Um, Spike Lee was there. 
Michael Jordan was there. Oh, All of Team Jordan was there with him. I remember Jomo was at our table. Jomo got some of the best fucking pictures of his entire life just being at that table with us. Like, you know, he flicked up Spike Lee front and center. He got the Michael Jordan picture. He got, like, you know, Lit. crazy pictures. So because we spent so much at this table, um, getting in the lay arc is a fucking shit show. There's people, there's a crowd of people, bro, from, like, the sidewalk all the way to, like, across the street and further. It's just a fucking puddle of people. And because we, like, spent so much, I remember we was, like, I told the waiter, I was, like, I tried to finesse it. I'm, I'm always trying to press finesse. Yeah, so yeah. I, told, I told the waiter. <laughs> finesse king. Yeah, I told the waiter, I'm, like, yo, we was planning on going to lay arc, lay arc after this, like, you know, after I left him a fat tip, I'm, like, planning on going to lay arc after this like you know is there any way we could just go through here he's like he kind of you know add calls the manager over they you know you see them kind of he's like come this way so like they had an elevator that takes you directly in a fucking lay arc from the restaurant oh, so we didn't even have to deal with the bullshit outside right like the pick me pick me like <laughs> which is usually what you got to deal with when right, you, you when walk you out straight there. in yeah so just the elevator took you straight in through the front door and you walk in and i swear it's like you walk into the heaven's gates bro it's the <laughs> bad so i sick. swear on my i swear on everything i love bro it's the fucking it's the most gorgeous women you've ever seen in your entire life bro like nine of them just at the front right yeah it's basically like you're going into a restaurant and but there's just like nine went like fucking beautiful women at the front door just kind of like do you have a table? Can I, you know, help yeah, you get into the club? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like. That niggas need hot towels. Bruh. Y'all need some coasters. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you died and went to heaven. It's insane. And then, you know. Um, was there like some crazy celebrities in there that night too? Or you guys oh, just yeah. It was Rocky was, was performing. Skepta was in the crowd. Just oh, walking okay. around. Bari was there. Everybody that you could basically name. Is that Lay Arc? Like, Lay Arc always has the illest party, like, to set Paris Fashion Week off. Like, okay. it's always the first one. And so like, they always got the ill performer. There's always just some crazy shit. Yeah, Cardi, like everyone you could basically name was there. If I could patch, like, make a perfect, like, Khaled scenario, that, that would be it. Oh, like, bro. I know you was, like, you was in your element. You're like, oh. Nah, bury me there. <laughs> nah, for real, bury me there. Like, that's actually fine. Underneath though. Lay Arc. No, that's fine. I'm going to die can... with this fucking smirk on my face. That's fine. <laughs> and the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Ash it out. <laughs> um... What and year then, was that? Was that re was that like? Um, I think that was eighteen. Um, mm. But like you know, you also got like um, there's a club there called Silencio, and like one of my first designs that I ever made this silk this purple silk shirt is based off Mahalo Drive, um, the movie by David Lynch. So in that movie, there's like um, basically the climax of the movie where everything changes. They go to this club called Silencio, and david lynch has a club called silencio in paris his club so you go in and it's like i can't even describe to you what it looks like bro it's insane you go down like three levels of stairs and it's all black it looks like you're basically at like a science fucking like emporium or some shit right like you yeah. know when you would go to a science fucking a fair kind of thing, thing. it's like a super like it's almost like an infinity it's kind all of room, black like. yeah and it's like you're just going down these black ass fucking levels and there's like pictures of like david lynch's like most like you know triumphant moments and you go down there's a fucking movie theater in there there's a whole smoking room in there and you got these weird sculptures and if you know anything about david lynch 
you know, like him and weird exist in the same <laughs> sentence. So it's just like it's too difficult to even explain. But like mm. the illest, just like the coolest fucking place you've ever been. And, um, you know, the women everywhere you go is just insane. And, you know, you leave the club at 4 a.m. There's like no closing time. You know, you leave the club at 4 a.m. <laughs> And every cafe is still open, you know, you go get go a bottle right of wine, go, go get a bottle of wine, day. go get some food, go get whatever the fuck you want. Like, it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that sounds tight. That's honestly yeah. crazy. But you ever, you like, if you're doing Paris, do you ever go like do London Fashion Week? Um, I've never been to London Fashion Week, but, um, I go to London often. I was born out there. I got a, mm. lot, I got a lot of family. Out I love there. London, man. Yeah. Love London. Um, but it was never a- did London Fashion Week yet. Yeah, me either. I haven't done like the only one I'd ever really go to is New York, it just because right. proximity. Yeah. But yeah, I just kind of popped in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take a look. Maybe I DJ something. But yeah, most of the yeah. time, I just like I just was back in the cut, bro, working. <laughs> what, when you were out in London, you're saying? No, no, no. Oh. I, I didn't go to London Fashion Week. It, I would just some. Have saying, you been like, to London in general? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used oh. to go out there fairly often. I was dating a woman out there and. So yeah, kind of we we're traveling back and forth, but that's about the what? Oh, yeah. the only reason I like I asked that is just because I've been like mad into London, like just rappers, bro. And different, it, like, that's bro. what I'm saying. Shit, so, like, oh, I love it. Is it is it like a different little culture from Paris that you can feel that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Inst- okay. Well, I mean, it's English, English 100%. speaking. And you you got so many like all right so. You have a gigantic like Indian and Pakistani community who lives in London. So that's completely different. And then you also have like a lot of Jamaicans for some reason live out there. A lot of Jamaicans and a lot of Nigerians live out there. So it's like super multicultural, you know. Um, And so, you know, it's night. I would call it a night and day difference between, you know, Paris and and London mm. um, more so in the fact that you just have like this melting pot of cultures and you're not to say you don't have that in Paris but like you have so many it's just I'd say Paris is more a lot of African influence a lot of Parisians you have your your base of Parisians obviously so the food is phenomenal things like that you have um, a lot of like Albanians live out there mm. so like Arabic actually gets me around out there um, they're they're different. I I I also feel that sense, that heavy sense of like African influence in London yeah. as well, though. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, all the, all yeah, all the fucking West Africa, man. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, I guess I'm also speaking from just like the on you know South London, East London. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wasn't really messing around with like, cent, you know, Center City or, yeah, this stuff's in the ends, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do a let's do a topic change and talk about. I wanted to talk about Dima in general. Like we have Dima name change on the topic list, and he changed his name to Straight Dima. But I mean, I feel like what's more exciting is just like what he's done this year in general, and us coming like close to the end of the year. I mean, to me, he's had like the biggest impact as far as like his brand and what he's done, and like even merging. I know you don't know too much about like the whole metaverse and all that weird shit, but I mean, you, you probably seen like the Fortnite collab he's yeah. done. I personally Maybe. didn't. The only thing I saw was the Simpsons shit. The Simpsons? Okay, but, but that, shit I, like that. I saw that. I, I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was so cool. Bro, he's a kid at heart. That's right. like yeah, what yeah, it totally. boils down to. He's a kid at heart. I actually was reading an article today and in, uh, it was just a short quote, but I, I feel like it, it spoke a lot. It was like, he was saying he's not interested in anything average and not even the average consumer. So it's like, right. 
that, I mean, that summed up everything for me. But isn't that what every designer usually says about themselves? Or like every artist usually says about themselves? Or like, you know? You know what? I mean, I'm sure like some do and I don't know, like every artist, but... I believe it when Demna says it. Right, right, right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? His, Wait, repeat. What, what did Demna say? He said um, he's not interested. Damn, I just had it. He's not interested in, in like, just the like... The average consumer. Ah. Yeah. He's not interested in, like, average things, so he's not also not interested into the average consumer. But I feel right. like that's what his stuff is. But he is an average thing. Exactly. Whether I mean, Simpsons or DHL or... For sure. Fucking he's, he consistently is constantly referencing that. I mean, yeah. he's, he, he references the... The, the average. The, the mundane. average. The, yeah. the mundane. But I, mean, I think what he's saying is, like, putting that Balenciaga with that. Like, that's not average, you know? Like, it's it's so not like, oh, you're not supposed yeah, to do it. Yeah, exactly. You're that? mixing, the, you're mixing the, the high with, like, the, the complete average. Totally. You know? Um, right. Fortnite, even you know, like, you know, you wait. The, the explain to me the, the Fortnite shit. I, I'm actually super interested. I did. They did a Fortnite class. So yeah. But what he, does that mean though? Like, yeah, some he, t-shirts or they they did the, the fucking uh, dance. Like he drops like, like some hoodies, some t-shirts, and I think like a whole character. Am I right, Denzel? Sure. Balenciaga collab. Oh, okay. And like a lot. Did, you can spend your own the, money on it. They did this yeah. gigantic ad in Times Square where it's like this random ass bulldog in like a Balenciaga fit and he's just like takes up this big ass space. Like, you know. Yeah. Love it. And yeah, it's just weird. It was like a 3D know? illusion kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he like yeah. hops out the billboard. Dude, he, needs to, he, needs to, he needs to get on some shit with Snapchat. Man. <laughs> you, might, you might be surprised, but you might have just predict the future. There we go. <laughs> that, I feel like that's some average shit, right? Right, yeah. I think that's Bro, like whether it's um, he did a whole runway show with like McDonald's as a backdrop, and like he did accessories like you know that them old McDonald's cups, like he's a rush he's Russian right so yeah. like he references like a lot of his like Russian childhood and a lot of his shit you know he went to school in Antwerp but mm-hmm. um you know he references kind of just that like rave culture heavily, um you know just like well, but then just, he also post Soviet it's just post Soviet culture which is just like. Like, right. fucking rough, man. Yeah. <laughs> so rough. Yeah. But it was a, it was a big thing too when he he relaunched Balenciaga Couture. Mm. Like I remember that just getting a lot of publicity and a lot of people were kind of I don't know I didn't know how big Couture was until that happened. You right. know what I'm saying? And then I really started learning. About it. I'm like, oh shit, this is like basically your artsy fartsy way of saying like I can do the fucking sickest shit. Basically. Oh yeah. Well, because I mean, the DHL stuff, that was all like Vetmont, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Vetmont. That was when he was the head mm-hmm. of Vetmont. That was even before he was hired at Balenciaga, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the Vetmont stuff, to me, is what got him into the... Into the doors there. That Balenci, yeah, Balenci, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Balenci shit, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I know, I've... Li- I mean, I don't know, are you familiar with, like, Martine Rose? Yeah. So, I remember there was, a, there was an interview, like, my homegirl interviewed Martine Rose, and she was talking about how Demna got her, like, in, you know... In the door. Into, I believe, Balenciaga. Right. But I just know, anyways, I have to find the podcast, but it was a great interview and at least gave me some more insight into, like, how did Demna even get into these spaces as well? Because it was Ventmont. No, but even before Ventmont, because yeah. obviously Ventmont was a nice collective and I think everyone in that collective has gone on. Well, I guess they're all doing a lot of stuff with Balenciaga, he, too. He built it from fucking nothing. Mm. You know, like, when he, when he started Ventmont, it just made so much noise out the door that, you know, like, 
That's sick. You know? What, what was the time frame that Vet Month started? I think it was around 2014. Yeah. Was when I really started seeing it. That's, you saw yeah. like that's when I first you saw Kanye that. and like and his silhouettes were just like brand new. You've never seen it. It was crops, big sleeves, long sleeves, mm. but crop, like it would just look different, you know. So you had a lot of people kind of like, you know, he started getting accounts and that's that's what happens with a lot of these brands. Like even ERD, you know, like his first account was Browns and it should just look so different that, you know, you see, you would see it in tabloids and shit, like, you know, Jared Leto would go to Brown, he'd be in London, he'd go to Brown's, new brand ERD, the people would sell him on it, and he'd walk out with literally every single piece from Enfant, and like, you know. And you lit from there. Yeah, and it's lit from there. It's like, yeah. you know, you're in every publication, your shit is everywhere, you know, and that was the same with Vetmont. Kanye started wearing it, Lord started wearing it, all these people, you know, so then it's just like, more accounts want you, more people want to buy your shit, and you know, it all starts with just like, you know really in my opinion organic brand placement you know once you get a good account and these solid accounts start just kind of selling your shit to like you know celebrities and they like it and they just buy your whole collection then it's like you know you're lit right you're off josh have you had any brands or like do you have any oh like myself like, yeah yeah like have you ever started a brand and like maybe like you know me by myself no i've definitely been toying with the idea lately because more so because i have the like the money or like you know the funding to do it now right um but it, it's the same shit like with fashion like i never expected to work in fashion i never expected to work i never expected any of this shit to happen so. i mean at, at the beginning <laughs> of this podcast you were saying you're uh about to just start hanging out with some like des as a design intern like you're about yeah to yeah I, intern, I mean design uh like whatever like i want to yeah. like get into like interior architect. design architecture just just to i just want to keep expanding man right because I guess, it, well, also, I think it's, like, moving to Phoenix, too, seeing how this place is expanding and the rich history Phoenix has with architecture, with, like, Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah. obviously, you know, his school being here and stuff like that. And you see it going through Tempe, or you see it going through Scottsdale, obviously, Phoenix, the older neighborhoods, like, that shit is amazing. Mm. It's fucking cool. It's, like, that's sick history. So, yeah, I mean, and I just feel like as I'm getting older, too, it's a little bit of, like, a, a more... I want to say sophisticated thing, but it's just it's, it's just like the next step, right? Yeah, I feel like it's the next step. Well, because I had just done, I had designed a restaurant back in in Midtown, New York, and I think after doing that, I was like, okay, that was really fun. Like, maybe just keep expanding doing that because I'm cause I'm kind of finding like obviously fashion is I don't know if it's in a weird place or not, but I feel like COVID is actually you know 100 percent change the status quo like, it's a weird place you yeah know? it's in a weird place between what's commercially viable and what's like creatively acceptable like creatively fulfilling you know mm. so it's like it's in a weird place a lot of people who could really like go full throttle with what creatively fulfills them kind of like put that on the back burner for like you know what is what will sell you know what'll do well what'll make them money because at that because at a certain point you got a business to run you know it's a balance so yeah with architecture and things like that you really it's like full just creative fulfillment for people who's really into that you know world so no for sure well, i feel like you know if i don't know what the next few years obviously this thing's not going to end for a while right and in the major cities or, or you know just like the 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 consumers of like luxury fashion like you're always gonna have people who buy it right but on that larger market you know 
to me, I guess people are gonna just start flaunting their houses more, like where the, like their their spaces more. I mean, they already do that. Yeah. But there's gonna be a lot of focus in that world, in like I guess in that regard. But clothes are always. I mean, clothes are always gonna be important. I think Virgil was a prime example of that. I too. hear what you're saying though. I know what you're talking. Like you get what I'm saying? No, I feel you it. know Vir- Virgil. Like even after he had like you know the world in his palms, right? He was like still wanting to get creative fulfillment elsewhere. So he did like a whole a full you know exhibit with um, Chicago Art Institute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Oh, did you get that book? I only have the book. I never got to actually see it. Um, I didn't get to actually see, it, but you know, you you saw he was doing a lot more mm-hmm. like you know actual like museum. Curated sure. space. He was doing more artwork. I was just like object, object making and stuff like that. Object like making, exactly. Yeah. Like that. Even yeah. with Louis Vuitton, I remember he did like one of the illest moments. I think for him was um, he had that thing where it was like if you stand right here and like you look at a specific place. It was in New York City and like you looked at it from a specific angle. There was like this um, big ass like um, Louis Vuitton statue he made and like you know if you watch if you saw it from the specific angle it just like you know that's everything so cool. kind of hit Damn, I didn't hit know about that that's actually yeah. super sick um, so you know there was a lot of things he was doing the DJ sets he was like you know you're just trying to find creative fulfillment I think that's like the fine line that a lot of like real creatives kind of you know juggle with it's like you know even even if you're making a lot of money, sometimes it's just like you know I want to do this shit. I want to do this shit. Like I mean, right? yeah, but the money just keeps making more freedom. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Right. So you're able to do more shit. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that like, it's like a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. your head being so full. Well, of they shit. keeps you young too. It's almost like a hundred percent blessing. I feel because like. like when you're like creating new shit, or just let's say someone who's not creative and who's just like uh they want to learn just new different ventures throughout life like fucking old dude wants to do taekwondo now like yeah. i'm sure he's gonna live like longer keeping his brain fresh and him, oh absolutely know? man yeah so absolutely. i think that as well stay young stay young brother yeah um my computer's at 10 percent. i'm gonna call it the end of the podcast i appreciate y'all oh, yeah, for man. coming through thank you um any last thing y'all want to say or any last topics that was like fire i'm gonna reiterate stay young (laughs) stay young stay Stay young. young stay young